It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans at what used to be the Collins Hotel and is now actually my dining table. <laughs> we still are Uptown New Orleans, but the Collins Hotel decided they're going to renovate our room for the new year. So we may or may not be back there ever. But in the next 60 minutes, nonetheless, you'll get to meet just four of the many thousands of fascinating people who live in, or in this case, pass through New Orleans. You'll get to hear some absolutely stunning live music this hour. At the end of the show, you might conclude New Orleans is a great city where people love to talk, have fun, and enjoy great music, but you probably knew that already, so let's get right on with doing nothing. But enjoy the next 60 minutes of happy hour together, my stellar guests sitting around the table at my very own dining room this afternoon. Uh, from right to, uh, what's the other one? Left. Luann Lofton is a Mississippi <laughs> native. But there is nothing about her that would lead you to believe that. Loanne is a nationally known investment consultant. She joined The Motley Fool 13 years ago, has been the managing editor of all of their online content, and is the author of the Wall Street Journal bestseller, Warren Buffett Invest Like a Girl and Why You Should Too. Loanne is also a fan of Bill Murray, Red Wine, and indie music. Hi, yes. Loanne. Hi. You've come to the right place if you like indie music, because have we got some indie music for you today. I'm excited. Indie musician Lucy Spragan is here. Lucy is a singer-songwriter who is visiting New Orleans on tour from the UK. Although Lucy can assumedly move around the US at will without too much fear of being recognized yet, the same can't be said for her existence at home where she's a superstar. Not quite. Not quite? Oh, come on, don't tell me I'm wrong already. Lucy shot to fame last year as a finalist on the British version of The X Factor. Before The X Factor, Lucy was already a rising star. Her debut album, Top Room at the Zoo, and singles off of it were hits both in the UK and Ireland. Lucy Spragan has also been a tour guide, a silver service waitress, and a magician. True. You're practically a New Orleanian already. <laughs> Welcome back. You've been to New Orleans before, right, Lucy? I have, yes. You have to talk right into the cheapo mic that we have. Just as beautiful as the last time I came. Thank you very much. That's the city, not me you're talking about. Right? <laughs> Alex Dupree is here, not so far away as the UK. Alex is a singer-songwriter on tour from Austin, Texas, who performs under the name Idol, I-D-Y-L. Idol's debut album, Elements of the Field, is just out. And as a trailblazing musical statement to kick off 2013, it's a bold philosophical rumination on the nature of exploration. How true is any of this? Alex? That's pretty good, actually. Pretty good so far, okay. Literal and emotional with soaring melodies and poetic lyrics. One review called it, and Alex, a voice that is at once prophetic and unassuming and speaks profoundly to a generation's arduous relationship with globalized warring world and the history that brought us here. Wow, okay. That's heavy stuff. That's pretty heavy stuff. <laughs> Well, for a poet who's the voice of a generation, what could be better than this sentence from another review? Alex Dupree is okay. Alex Dupree is sometimes confused with Ashley Alexandra Dupree, the prostitute who gained notoriety for her involvement with former New York Governor Elliot Spitzer. There's a bartender in Austin who always makes that joke to me whenever I go. <laughs> that on. is great. Well, congratulations and welcome to New Orleans, yeah, Alex. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. And happy hour. And across the table, of course, is our fabulous happy hour troubadour Andrew Duhon. Yeah. Andrew's a singer-songwriter who wanders the country and the world with a guitar. And when he wanders back home to New Orleans, comes and co-hosts Happy Hour in return for nothing more than a friendly smile and half a dozen gin and tonics. At your dining table. Well, that my, although today is just tequila and beer. That's right. So yeah. far we've got through. How much tequila have we got through already before oh, the show started? Just a couple of hangovers worth. Yeah, not too bad. We've done a pretty good start. And now Andrew's working on a new album that's due out next year as well. As... As are you, This Lucy, year, right? we're on this, this year. year. Oh my God, it's this we, year. We are next <laughs> yeah, year, Grant. Right, I know. And sitting at the table at his, in his own place, because there's no room in my house for a grand piano, is the fabulous, talented, charming, and always attractive Mitch Foreman. Hi, Mitch. <laughs> he only speaks in okay, words. Okay, there you go. Right, you've got... Mike, microphone is in the wrong... Oh, thank you. Sorry about that. Okay, hang on. Oh, shit. That's oh, yeah, he's got, got, a, got That's a, look a pretty at that bad trademark. fucking start there. 
2013. We're having a rough day. Mitch, can you hear me okay? I do, yes. Wow, what's going on with my mic? So anyway, uh, things are off to a very rough start here for Happy Hour for 2013, <laughs> I must say. The good news is, though, if this is working, you can actually see this live on the internet on, uh, on our, what's it called? Google Hangout? Yeah, we're doing a Google Hangout on uh, live. So if you're watching this somewhere around the world, we normally ha we had these two cameras what? set up, and it's, one's on the accordion over there, and one's on the mantle here. Can Mitch hear me, by the way? I hear you. Ah, oh, fantastic. You. I thought maybe you had dropped dead already. You're okay, though, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we had these two cameras set up, but that all got screwed up. But anyway, Brian is going to try and fix that during the course of the show. In the meantime, you can see us on the... Um, on the one camera here on Brian's computer. There's Mitch as well. So if you're watching this online somewhere around the world and you want to join in, apparently, I think, we can have people join us on the show. Cool. So I think you have to send Brian your email address. Is that right, Brian? Yep, just send it to me. Send, it to, send Brian your email address in this little chat window on the right-hand side of the, of the thing there, of the screen. That's called a screen, right? <laughs> and, um, and we'll be able to include you in the show. So that's pretty exciting. Lucy, welcome back to New Orleans. When was the last time you were here? I was last here in 2000. Oh, I was last here in 2010. 2010. And that was before you hit the big time. Yeah, well, I was I got got the opportunity to do a gig in Orlando and realized At Disney World. <laughs> yes. I was Really? Uh, I was Cinderella, believe it or not. No, I wasn't. <laughs> um, but I I would have believed. Would you believe that, Lou? Yeah, yeah, you look very sort of Cinderella like. <laughs> been told many a time um <laughs> we i ended up thinking you know the visa lasted for three months so i thought why not just stay in the states and play wherever i can right and that's how people get to be an illegal alien i think yes i think but so you didn't overstep it so you were here for three months yeah and I, I managed to do 23 states in three months wow. just getting on buses and getting getting in someone's car and being like can we go here yeah you just played your own just did your own tour like on the spur of the moment yeah Is only one gig was actually you so know, you, set you came here for one gig in orlando what was the gig in orlando that somebody um gay to? days which is like the biggest gay festival in america um that is at disney world isn't it it's they actually go to disney world i think but i didn't end up going um but it was yeah just a, an opportunity that i thought you know i would save all my money and just go to america <laughs> so where did where do all the gay people meet in orlando on a given day uh, i don't know well where did you play um i can't even remember what the, the resort was called but they, it's a different resort every year and uh you know i i just thought i may as well do that yeah i've often heard about that they have this thing like gay day at disneyland have you guys heard of that alex you heard of it i've never heard of it no. well have you ever heard of that andrew I've heard of, I think they do Gay Day, I think they do Military Day, I think they do a lot of themed days. Different days. Yeah. It must be a fun, I always thought if you go from across the country somewhere, you know, from the Midwest or whatever, you're taking your kids to Disneyland yeah. or Disney World, and you get there on Gay Day, yeah. and you suddenly think, you know, you're, it's Disney World for Christ's sake, and everybody's gay. <laughs> that must be a shocking day to have gone to Disney World, don't you think? Right, yeah. I mean, what, what, Colorful. What, what would you tell your kids at that point? I don't know. It's the happiest place on earth. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it is. Lucy, is that when you wrote that awesome song, State of Mind? Um, in a state. In a state, in I a mean. State. Yeah, in a state. Sorry. Yeah, um, I wrote In a State um, when I got back after I'd sort of been to all the states that I sing about. And uh, here's it, pretty much the story of what happened. Is there any way we can convince you to play that right now? Yeah, of course. Oh, what, my God. Right? I would love yeah. that. Wait till you guys hear the song. Thanks for requesting that, Grant. That's one of my favorites. Okay, good work, Andrew. Well, you should have tipped me off to that you earlier. Never, you but never told me that that's one of your favorites. <laughs> yeah, I did. I told you that. How do you guys know each other, by the way, Andrew? And 
Do you want Lucy? Well, um, let's see. So Lucy was a friend of uh, a friend, and when she came over the first time, that friend emailed me and mentioned that they had a friend from the UK who was a songwriter. And did I have any ideas for gigs that week? And I said, Oh well, <laughs> eh, you know, you know, I mentioned a couple bars where she might be able to sneak in, but I said, Oh well, I have this gig that Friday at a place called Dino's uh, on Chapatulas, and so she came and played the set break and met her there. And since then, I've gone to the UK and played with her. And her hometown in Buxton and Sheffield, and uh, you know we've kind of bounced back and forth, and here we are now. Yeah, well, thank you for bringing Lucy, Andrew, because you you dragged her along here. I right? did. Yeah. Are you guys on the road together to this week? Or something? No, no, she's. I mean, this is kind of the end of her thing, right? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've I was in. It's a bit of a holiday, and when I go back, I'm going to be doing lots of work. So I just thought, where best to come and relax for the for the last week of being here, but New Orleans. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, well, so much for relaxation. Now we're going to make you play. Some. That's fine. That's uh, that's when I'm most relaxed. I think. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. This is in a state, and it's the story of 2010. I was stung by the sting of the worst of bees in New Orleans. I was scared and unprepared, but right there, I was happy. Sunset, I won't forget You took my breath, it was so perfect The journey of you and me Started in New Orleans We got our rest quality for less in Texas Two sunsets straight We learned it's a state you don't mess with Papa John's with the TV on Back when summer just begun My few but favourite memories of Texas I wore a cowboy hat reading a country map in New Mexico We had I think we lost silence but I'm the co-pilot that's the best for you, you know Halfway down the interstate you left your phone at that picnic place I kept a cool face while you were irate in New Mexico And maybe one day you'll come to my town singing I love you, oh oh Same old smile and I'll say Where'd you wanna go? Oh, I saw the world behind the wheel I learned how to feel in Arizona I saw the stars, felt the change You felt harder, felt the same And I showed you The campsite or maybe the inn I don't know where this one begins I just know my heart lies beneath the stars in Arizona And maybe one day you'll come to my town singing Same old smile and I'll say Where'd you wanna go? Whoa. I guess I can't sing about all the states But in your country they abbreviate I went to FL and GA and LA and TX and NM and Z Z AZ, I should have said Z CO and KS and MO and IL and IN Ohio and WV I went to VA and NC and ND and DE and PA and MA and NYC I last saw you by the lake it was good to see your face in Pennsylvania was such a beautiful day when you tried to explain all the truth and that you know I told you I'd never miss the chance under any single circumstance Again I'd see your face in the United States of America Wow, wait. Yeah. It all just seems so natural and so easy I always mess up the bit with the States, it's such a mouthful I don't know how you can remember any of those even without singing them 
time I drive through one of those places, I'm now like, oh, it's AZ. <laughs> <laughs> well, should I say Z? <laughs> yeah. That was cool. Very nice indeed. Yeah. And yeah, is that about somebody much. for really? Yeah, I just met somebody when I was here and just ended up hopping in a in a car and being like, let's just go. Let's just see if I can, you know, get around all the places that I want to be at and play gigs where I want to play them. And ended up just being in, like, in Delaware in a bar and just thinking, like, how on earth did I get there? <laughs> how did you get there? Who was this person? This is just a person that I've met. Like, I barely ever speak about that person ever. It's right. just that was a romantic hookup. Yeah. And you, f- you fell in love? Yeah. And you drove all across the country together for yeah. a magical couple of months, three and then, months. And then went back, to, uh, went back to England and went, okay, see ya. <laughs> and what happened to that person? <laughs> Just that was it? Yeah, kind of. Maybe, yeah. maybe they're listening today. Oh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you, did you really? Alex, you're right. I mean, wouldn't you want to be in touch with that person? Maybe, maybe. Maybe, it's, a, maybe it's just a road trip and you're having fun and yeah. you sort of know that that's what it is. Yeah. It was a road trip. That's what it was? The, the rest of the album is written about the, well, not all of it, but a lot of it's about heartbreak of when you go back somewhere and you, you've got no chance. I, I actually applied for a visa mm. to go back, come back here for six months and the lady was being really nice to me in the, in the visa place in London. She said, uh, you know, what are you going for? What are you doing? And all this. And, and she looked really positive. She smiled at me. She stamped the uh, she stamped the, the thing, slid it under the, the door and uh, under underneath the, the window, window thing. should I say. And it said declined on it. I went, it says declined. And she was like, yeah, you have insufficient ties to the UK. They thought, oh. they thought I was going to run away. So that was that? That was it. <laughs> well, that's no. almost like a movie, actually. No. Well, then I wrote the song Join the Club, which is also was also on the album, uh, which is just about when life is, when you're, at, you're pretty much your lowest point and you've got to just be like, okay, things are good. Come on, let's keep going. Okay, shall we make you sing that in a minute? <laughs> Or maybe you'll feel a bit more buoyant after a while. So what are you doing now? You go back to England and then you're going to be back to being a superstar again. Um, Just back during the tour and I've got exciting news that I can't even... I tweeted this, so I think there might be some uh, English listeners listening. um, And there's some exciting news next week that I can release that I can't tell them about yet. So, can you tell us? But you can tell. Oh, yes. I mean, if, if nobody was listening, is anyone listening yeah, to this yeah, thing, Brian? Yeah. Brian says no one's listening. Oh, yeah, maybe a couple of people listening. Yeah, so we can't do that. Well, that's exciting. And is it something to do with uh, having a baby? Oh no, it's not. It's something not. to do with being having a TV show or oh, yeah, a record deal? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Alex, if something could go so terribly right for you that you couldn't tell anybody, what would it be? Well, I don't think I could tell anybody. That's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> come on, what would be the one thing that you would say you'd be so excited that it had gone right? Would it be a, like someone, millions of people buying the record or a great review by somebody who re- reviewed your new album, Elements of oh, the Field? I don't, I don't think it would be that. I think I would be, I think I would have a ranch in New Mexico that I moved back to and I was just going to check out and hang out with the cattle and do that all day. That was going to be the best thing. That would be the best thing that could possibly happen to you, moving to a ranch in New Mexico. Yeah, it could be. What would stop you doing that right now, actually? Um, oh, not buying tour. one. Not buying <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah, well, I know you wouldn't want to buy a ranch in New Mexico, but you presumably could move to one, right? Oh, yeah, I guess I could squat on one. I don't know how that would, <laughs> how that would turn couldn't out you go for me. Get a, couldn't you get a job on one, though? Um, I don't, actually don't know if I could handle a job. I have some friends that have been ranch hands, and I just don't think that I could do it, as much as I love the romance of it and the dream of it. Right. That's pretty grueling work. I mean, I like the idea of you know moving out to the country and sort of living this idyllic life, but 
the reality of it. It's probably pretty tough. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Keep, I mean, making a living as a rural person, I think, if you have to actually have a ranch and have a working ranch. Oh, yeah. Plus, you have to be able to carry like 150 pounds for a long time. And I just don't think I could physically handle it. <laughs> 150 pounds. Is that, is that a lot? I wouldn't even. That seems like a lot. That's it's, like two bags of dog food. It seems like a lot to me. Yeah. yeah that's, that's plenty. Yeah. Couldn't you um, grow weed out there or something? <laughs> Yes. Not yet. Thank you, well, Andrew. Yeah. Where, yes. yeah, in certain states, I guess you can now. Is New Mexico one of them? Oh, I don't know. No, California. California, California, California Colorado. Yeah. I could do Colorado. Colorado, Colorado California. Washington. Washington, right. There's Washington State. state. Mm-hmm. Now, Lou, do you know something about this? No, I just remember when it passed. <laughs> do you know anything about the legality of growing it? What's the deal with that? Is it a good investment? <laughs> That's a good it, question. Uh, Probably, yeah. It probably will be. I mean, I, I know I was just in Colorado, uh, not for these purposes. But well, what, were you, <laughs> what were you doing there? Uh, my boyfriend is from Colorado, so we went out there last weekend to visit his family. But um, apparently you can, anybody can just own it. So the dispensaries that were already existing there, now you can go in without a prescription and, right. and buy it. You don't need it. You no just go and buy it across the counter. Yeah. Did you do that? No, of course you I didn't. I did not. No, I'm sure you didn't. But... <laughs> But, right, but it exists. Did, did I a, mean, did a friend of yours do that while you happened to be there? <laughs> no, you can just walk into a store and you buy can just pot. Just go in and, and yeah, in the I guess whole it's not state. A big deal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. I bet everybody's so chilled out there. <laughs> they already were though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's Colorado, so, so the, uh, how much more chilled out can they get? The second best uh, investment, other than pot, is to own a KFC or a burger <laughs> or a Taco Bell. Or something uh, like exactly. <laughs> or some place that sells chocolate. <laughs> Precisely. That's an interesting point, actually. There's a lot of it. You know, people talk about making investments and then when you invest in something, all the ancillary things that go on around it. Mm-hmm. That would be something like that. If you if you have pot that's legal now, there's a lot of other people going to be making money out of that. Oh, yeah. So Definitely. what is the deal as a professional investment consultant, which you are, right? Mm-hmm. You're not just like the rest of us p- um, pretending. Oh, aren't we all pretending? But you're, I mean, you're the only person it. here who's got a real actual job. <laughs> So you're actually a cre- loosely. Well, you're actually telling people what to do with their real money. Like you could tell Alex how to eventually get a ranch in New Mexico right? <laughs> that he wouldn't have to work on himself. Uh, yeah, it just would take a long time. I mean, you just have to save and save unless you just come into a big pot of money. Unfortunately. Well, you can do that when you're in the rock and roll. Well, business, that's you know. the truth. You I mean, exactly. You can become a big star. And Lu- Lucy was nobody yesterday, and today she's a superstar, right? Um, almost happened like that, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, yeah. It did much. happen like it's that. It's kind of gross what she's got going on in the I UK. I want to hear about this show. I don't, I'm just not that familiar with the. Uh, I was trying to spread the that. thing out so everybody well, had a chance. I'm just curious, though. I mean, this is fascinating. I've never met someone that's been on a show like this. Well, should we just make it tell us the story now, then? It was a good investment. I mean, I wanted, let's just get to know everyone a little bit more first <laughs> okay, and then we'll come okay. back and we'll pick on Lucy and make her tell us the story and also that's really good like radio you know because it makes people hang on and listen it's true because oh, yeah. we're coming right back with a story about Lucy yeah, Spragan you know yes. that kind of bullshit so but I do want to ask you a couple of questions first yeah, about yeah. investing in pot fairy that was that's on the list of questions that <laughs> the producers I see that. gave me here it's weird it investing just came in right marijuana out. no seriously though um how, you this is what you do every day you mm-hmm. get up and you advise people what to do with the money yeah. Well, I mean, what I'm doing is uh, the book I wrote and the website I write for, Motley Fool, where I'm not speaking one-on-one to people. There's really articles and books and um, talks and speeches and things like this, talking to broad audiences. So I don't give one-on-one investment okay. advice. It's um, so it's good, really a community well, kind of Well, how good is, an inv- is, an investment adv- is communal investment advice? Oh, sorry. I have to step back because of our camera. <laughs> how how good is communal investment advice if everybody's getting well, the same advice? If I'm getting the advice to invest in Apple and so is a million other of your readers. 
Well, I mean, look at what Apple stock has done. Okay, well, I just I picked <laughs> yeah. Apple because it's A. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. What about? Well, that know, helps though. It certainly helps. Um, Zydeco Industries. I mean, the you know the question is the investment industry over its history has been very self motivated to make money for them and them alone. They churn people's accounts. They they do things that are not in the best interest of the customer. Well, who are we talking about? Like uh, stockbrokers, right. some financial planners. There are a lot of great financial planners out there that do work in the interest of their clients. But there's a lot that are are self motivated to just just buy greed to make themselves a whole lot of money. So there's there's a new movement of kind of individual investors out there that believe, um, which I believe, that anyone can do it. You don't need an MBA. You don't need um, advanced math degrees. I mean, you, it takes what, a little time, anyone, it takes anyone, a little homework. Anyone can do what are you talking about? Anyone can make invest money? Invest over the long term um, without needing to pay some guy on Wall Street thousands of dollars um, to to do things that are not in your best interest. You are capable of it. I mean, at The Motley Fool, that's what we've long believed, that everyone is really capable of providing for themselves. Um, Isn't that similar to saying anyone could play the guitar if they just spent the time doing it? You're certainly going to have people who have... Uh, greater talents and greater abilities I mean, right. Warren Buffett <laughs> stands above us all as, well, how does as he, what's the secret I mean the, your, book is, your book is called Warren Buffett Invest Like a Girl right. which is not just a gimmicky title you're suggesting that he has a number of feminine traits yes well, he, when it comes to investment he, he wears really, a cocktail um, dress for example he does and uh, yeah he eats bonbons on the couch now <laughs> um, he, uh, he, he well female investors tend to be a little more patient we think longer term we're not as likely to to score ourselves by how much money we're making. Men really use it as kind of a chess beating, I'm better than you, kind of ego, competitive if not, thing. If we're not interested in making money, what is the goal of this? We do want to make money, but uh, you make more money by buying and holding over the long term than trading every day. A lot of day traders and Wall Street, a very macho attitude of getting in and, um, and just making as many trades as you can, where I believe if you buy really great, solid companies, strong brands, and hold on to them forever... Uh, you will make much more money in the end. That's what Buffett's done with companies like Coca-Cola, Geico, Dairy Queen, Fruit of the Loom, okay. Underwear. These are companies that we're all familiar with. You don't have to go out and buy the newest biotech and sell it tomorrow to, to make a thousand million percent. But you're talking about if you've already got a lot of money. Well, you can start with a little bit. You do have to save. I mean, you can open a brokerage account with under $500 now. I mean, you have to save that much up. But right. you really have to think long term, not get scared not get shaken out of the market. I mean, I, I would say a lot of the things I think about investing are, are really applicable to many things in life. So if I got $500 right now and I'm listening to you and I've mm -hmm. got $500 somehow, maybe I robbed that or something or <laughs> got a tax you know, refund by mistake. Yeah, there you go. Something like that. What <laughs> would I put it in? That, and then how long would I have to keep it in there before I could you know, buy my ranch in New Mexico? Well, it all depends on, um, I mean, everyone's going to have different kind of investment horizons. If you're closer to retirement, you want to invest more conservatively. If you have a longer, if you're, if you're very young, like Lucy is, you're going to have a long time to save and invest before you retire. So I, I, I think one great step for everyone um, is something that Buffett always advocates and we at The Motley Fool love is something called an index fund which just tracks the stock market. You can get one that just tracks the S&P 500. Every stock in the S&P 500 you'll be invested in. Um, you can get one that tracks the Dow 30. You can get one that tracks all 5,000 stocks in the stock market. And what you're doing there at a very low cost is giving yourself the market's average. Um, okay. And that's a great way to have instant diversification. But we have to do this ourselves. You can't do this for us. We're not, no, we yeah. don't give you the 500 No, bucks. don't give me the 500. <laughs> but See, this is where I wouldn't even know. <laughs> Alex, do you, would you even know what to do with the $500? 
No, I, I'm sure I wouldn't. Who do you give it to? You pick a, a brokerage online, a discount broker. There are tons of them. Like the Ameritrade, E-Trade. Or something that you exactly. see TD Ameritrade. On TV. Okay. Very low cost. Okay. Legitimate outfits at this all, point. Why don't we all chip in a hundred bucks right now? Let's do it. Well, we'll put in a hundred and we'll have like a mutual. Is yeah, there a we go. Fund? Well, That's we can be. It can be our little happy hour. Mutual happy hour fund. fund. Yeah. We'll all and save for each other's retirement. To, how long you, do we have can, to live? Can you spot me, Grant? I'll hit you back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I left that in my other car. Yeah, I was going to borrow 100 off Brian as soon as we finish this. But okay, all right. Well, th- that's something that we can, you know, talk about after. What to do with our $500 yes, exactly. and how long it'll take us. Okay, Alex, can I make you play something? Y- sure. Okay, yeah. but first tell us a little about something because I know that you were in a band called Trapdoor. That's right. Back in Austin. You're from Austin originally? I'm from Dallas originally. Went to school in Austin, and that's where I made most of my music. So I think of it as a hometown. You still living in Austin? Nope. Uh, now I live in Houston. Wow. I've got them all covered. <laughs> <laughs> that's a strange move to move from Dallas to Austin to Houston. Uh, it was a girl that moved mm-hmm. me to Houston. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now and she's sense. still there. I see you're wearing a wedding ring. Yep. She's still there. She's a, pa- <laughs> she's a painter there. We're married. Yeah. There's a big art scene in Houston, right? It's a great scene, yeah. Right. All of the art is in Houston, and all of the music is in Austin. Hmm. So why didn't you drag it? it are there Andrew? any footholds for music in Houston? That, yeah, there's some good music going on in Houston too. Yeah. I guess I've just I would lived in Austin for about eight years and played music there, so that's where I have a lot of friends and connections, and I, that's where I know my way around. Did your girlfriend break up the band like Yoko? No, <laughs> I probably broke up. Actually, in the in your kitchen, there's some members of that band are just yeah, sort of hanging out hanging having out. a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like real rock and roll over here at, yeah. at, at my house. Uh, what, no, we so what is this band? This is just your band. I, Idol, Idol is you though. I D Y L, right? Idol is me, and I'm touring with a band of four people. Right. And uh, but Idol is not a band. They're just guys. And Idol women. is just doing something different, a, a new name for a new kind of musical project. I was tired of performing as myself and this band, and right. I wanted to kind of take things in a different direction and what is the direction it's is that accurate the stuff that i read at the beginning of the show where you were talking about exploration literal and metaphorical and emotional explorations yeah i want my dream of a ranch in new mexico i tried to make that real i moved to new mexico to the very north of the state in 2009 and that's when the band sort of ended and i tried to do the rural life for a while sort of got tired of it and came back but i had all these new ideas about about America and about travel and exploration and that was getting into my writing and so I wanted to do start a new project and that's what Idol became. Well, it's a very impressive album, I have to say. Oh, thank that's you. It's amazing. Let's take what do you want to play off of it for us? Well, I was actually thinking about a song that's not on the album because of this state song that okay. I just heard. Yeah, okay. Off, yeah. I've got a writing a song that I haven't recorded called Texas Doesn't Care. <laughs> that uh I sort of wrote for my sister when she was living in New York and trying to decide whether or not to move back to Texas. And then Rick Perry was in the news as possible Republican nominee. And I thought, you know, maybe this would be a good, like, campaign song for Rick Perry. Okay. As the sun occurs to the gaps in the building (laughs) 
So we're closing down the barn, turning over the chairs. Sir, she's not coming, she's probably long gone with your money. And the thought occurs to me, I never had a prayer. There never was any big job for me in the city. And her cousin never had a tear for me to spare. I'll be going back, I guess. Back to Texas. Cause Texas doesn't care Texas doesn't care Maybe you took some bad advice and got busted Maybe you found yourself on the wrong side of the affair Maybe you couldn't get out of bed for a week Writhing alone in a sleepless despair Just come on back now Back to Texas Cause Texas Doesn't care Texas Doesn't Aztec acres, ranches where the sex is as extinct as the Oedipus or Tyrannosaurus Rexes. Thank God there is only time, time in Texas. Texas doesn't care Thank God there is only time Time in Texas Texas Okay, that's a pretty rare gift, I think, wouldn't you admit? To be able to be a f- sort of affectionate, sardonic, and funny at the same time. 
Oh, I'm glad that came across that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought Rick Perry would have gone for it much as a campaign song. It's not very catchy. I don't think he really would have. You can't really whistle it. He does sort of like exude this I don't care quality that I think is very Texan. I saw an aerial shot in the in the music video, you know, over the the urban metropolises and, and the highway loops of Houston, you know, for the video. <laughs> you know. Texas yeah, doesn't Texas care. doesn't care about anything. There is something good politics, good aesthetics, <laughs> nothing. There is something good about living in a place where nobody cares though, right? Yeah, that's and I it's mean like that's a tolerant. The, yeah, that's the ambiguity that yeah. I was trying to yeah. get at. Well, you got it successfully. Oh, thanks. The dog liked it. He did, didn't he? The dog. <laughs> he was very impressed with that. I wonder what got into that. He was trying to get to you. <laughs> I was trying to get. Remember there he was. Trying he to was, fight the wires. Yeah, we got a lot of wires that messed the dog up. So what happens um, when you play that sort of stuff in a place like Houston, which, I mean, I don't know Houston very well, but it doesn't strike me as being very open to uh, sa- sardonic wit. Houston's a surprisingly accepting, progressive place to be. We have a uh, lesbian mayor, the first, I think, and... The first lesbian mayor in the country? or In, in the country, yeah. Really? And, uh, Come on. I, I work for all Turkish people. It's, a, it's an incredibly diverse, interesting city. What do you do If you're close enough to the center of it, I think the yeah. more towards the periphery you get, the more sort of Texas... Do you have a gun? I don't have a gun. No. Do, the, do the Turkish people have guns? No, I don't know anyone that has a gun. Well, you get the impression the whole of Texas yeah. have got guns because I they bet they're going to have them taken off in any minute. What, apparently, here's what's probably true: there's probably as many guns as people in Texas, but definitely not everyone in Texas has a gun. Some people have got more than oh, one. Man. Obviously, I think some people have. What do you do many with guns. the Turkish folks? Uh, I actually help them with English. I do editing and some writing for them. What are, what are they writing about? Uh, they're at the University of Houston social work. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Turkish social work is at the University of Houston. That's right. That sounds like a good subject for a song right there. <laughs> <laughs> Help yourself to more tequila, by the way. We've got lots of it to go here. Okay, you man. You guys, please, please. Yeah. Um, so I think we're going to have to get Mitch Foreman to play a song as well. But before, um, before Mitch plays uh, anything, I just wanted to uh, set the stage, Lucy, so that we can come back from Mitch's song and promise everybody that we're going to tell the story of how you went from being a tour guide or working, selling, what were you, selling photographs or something? I was selling baby photos. So like in England, you, you work on the, you can work in the street with like leaflets and be, you have to be a salesperson, try and make people want to come in and have pictures taken of their children to take home. And they they were 99 pence. So that's pretty 99 pence is like (laughs) just less than a dollar, but not the same as 99 cents. It's actually about 65p. Um, 65 cents, Cent. should I for say. The exchange rate, well, we don't... Yeah, for we a photo, that. that's not bad. That's pretty good. So you were on the street hawking those, yeah. and then you ended up getting on the X Factor. Let's talk about that in a minute. Let's Go come on. back and talk about that. And Mitch, I can see you, I think. Can I? Yeah, you can. Now you can see the piano. Oh, yeah, nice. Okay. So what are you thinking of playing? Look at that. Beautiful. What are you thinking of playing today? I was I was going to go for like a Turkish tequila song. Okay. <laughs> I've, I love I've it. I've opted for an old standard called I Fall in Love Too Easily. Okay. Mitch Foreman.
Very nice. Look at that. Everyone's around the table is agreeing. Mitch Foreman. I fall in love too easily. Who wrote that, Mitch? That was written by Julie, that was written by Stein, Julie and Stein and Sammy Kahn. Okay. Sammy Kahn, father of Sammy Kahn, father of Steve Kahn, who actually Steve Kahn's the jazz guitar player. Yeah, he is in New York. Yeah, he, he is in New York. You yeah. probably know him. Do I know him or I just know about I, him? I think you I, might have. Met I think you I might have. Met him. Hard yeah. to remember because a lot of the Kahns play the Sarod, which is a whole different kind of Kahn, though, right? <laughs> That's the Indian cards. Okay, the we'll just move. Con. We'll move right along. That was a <laughs> musical con. joke, but I think we'll just uh. leave that behind us. Okay, Lucy. Finally, the time is. <laughs> thank you. Pull that microphone over to you so you can talk right into it. I had to just check okay. then because Twitter was saying that they couldn't hear me before when I played the song. They couldn't hear. So I was. You've got to be kidding. I was kidding. just on my phone then trying to work oh, out whether no. they could hear me, but they can. They can hear you now. Because they just said, um, "Oh, and now Lucy's talking about chasing babies," which is uh, okay. what I said that I did as my job on stage. I thank said, goodness. Okay. Yeah. So, um, can, so, so, so you were, this is in a place called Sheffield, I assume, yeah, Sheffield. I believe, right? From yeah. what I read on the, on the, I read, I read this on the X Factor website okay. where they have all sorts of cute things to say about you. Oh. So it seems like you were, you, you literally just got a chance. I mean, people, no one had heard of you. I mean, you would, people had heard of you who were in the scene and you were obviously talented yeah. before this happened and you were working as a, you were. You're playing music. Yeah, I was like working in the day and then at the weekend or at night I would be doing a gig somewhere and working in the day to pay to get to the gig. So, um, Like everybody. Yeah, yeah. And I had a small but really, you know, attentive um, fan base, but very quite small. But, you know, it was because I, did, I didn't just stick to London, I didn't just stick to Sheffield, I did everywhere. So I had little towns that would like to listen and stuff, so... It was a bit like that, and then yeah, got. Did you did you think you were any good? Um, just like I think, like every musician is, you know, you you just you do what you do, and that's 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 what you do. And if, if but did you think I'm really great, and someday people no. are going to discover it? No, you <laughs> didn't. didn't. What did you like, think I about don't yourself? Think I hope no musician ever really thinks that. <laughs> 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 I thought I thought I'm going to continue writing songs that I hope people can relate to, and. What I want most is relatability. I don't want, you know, I don't want people to think that I think I'm amazing at what I do. I just, all I do is write what I'm thinking and that's it. But you must have some, I mean, to work. I mean, all you guys are in the same boat. You're all yeah. working, you're all struggling. I mean, no one's super famous except now this happened to you. And then you're, you know, you're working hard to try and get somewhere. At, at some point, though, I mean, do you have to believe or do you, do you have to believe that it's going to turn into something or don't you, Andrew? I mean, you've been, you're going through this too and, and Alex as well. Maybe you could both answer this question. What do you have to believe to keep going every day like this? Uh, I don't think that you have to believe that there's going to be ultimately this end where you become uber validated, you know, and I think, I think this, this, uh, this idea to, to do this reality show has, has worked out for Lucy in spades and there's a reason for that she she decided to do the reality show but she also decided she didn't want to do anything that didn't feel genuine to what she does mm -hmm. and she hasn't mentioned it on this show yet but she left uh x-factor voluntarily she wasn't voted off she left after what were you the last three, three weeks i got ill and okay pull that over yeah. now <laughs> you have to just did so you, you get ill yeah I got ill. okay so you walked <laughs> off the show well, no, on the third week, I was not very well at all. Um, and I was given a, you know, like a permit to go through to the next week without singing, which like, you know, that's, that's fine. 
I still felt bad that even I'd got through that far, but when it came to singing again, I just wasn't well enough. I just what, what did you have wrong with you? It was just I just was completely, you know, when you're just completely overwhelmed and you just, you know, you're just ill. And I was it from the went, show? You went didn't know. I just I went to sing and thought, you know, I'm gonna have to, I'm like, I'm gonna have to go. Um, they, you know, they offered again to keep me through for a second week, but in life in general and in in the music industry in general, you can't have to, you know, you can't have to, you know, let let go. You can go through and, and somebody else has to get voted off even though you didn't sing, that's not fair. So that was what would have to have happened. Mm. Somebody so would have got voted off someone, without you having I mean, the week that I got let off, someone got voted off. Right. And the second week, if I'd have said, okay, yeah, I want to get better and I want to get back on this. Like, part of it is, you know, I didn't want to... I didn't want to take somebody else's place without singing. That's just not how the world works. So. But what has happened in the event is that you didn't <laughs> suffer the humiliation of losing. <laughs> which is good. Which is great. I mean... Which not that you would have lost. We, we, you could have won. We'll never know whether you were going to win. This is, like, this is like James Dean getting killed at the age of 28 or whatever it is. Yeah. You never... You know, or, any, yeah. or, or Kurt Cobain or any person who died early, you yeah. never have to find out. I'm not suggesting that you're like I wouldn't, dead. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not, not, I'm not dead. I don't want to suggest Very that. much alive. But as far as that competition <laughs> is concerned, yeah. you kind of get out without having to, you know, either suffer the, 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 what, the pain of winning in yeah. a sense, well, which would change your life and then they would own yeah. you completely, the X Factor, I, mean, I suppose. There's, you know, there's so many different angles that you can come at it with. And for me, in, in life, again, I'm a person that thinks large scale rather than smaller. If I had gone through and if I had got to a better position, someone would have gone, well, you had that week off. You had that second week off. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have gone out on those weeks. In At the end of the day, I, th- I felt, you know, I'm going to go and, you know, whatever happens, happens. And but what's happened, though? It's more than I ever expected. <laughs> yeah. What were you expecting? From the very beginning, like from the very start, the very first audition, I didn't know what I was, what what to expect because you're not you're no longer sitting in a bar playing to ten people. You're sitting in an arena playing to four thousand people on the first audition, in front of four superstars from the UK. One of the Spice Girls was there, um, Nicole Scherzinger. One of the Pussycat Dolls was there, Gary Barlow and Talisa, who are you know they're big in the UK, and you know you you go out there and you you're blind like. You don't really know what's going to happen, so. Were you nervous? Yeah, I was. I was nervous, and then as soon you can, I mean, once you see the video of the first audition, you see how. You know, afterwards, I was, just completely overwhelmed. I was crying like a little pig. <laughs> but pigs cry. I think so. I the think noise I was making. That's a, <laughs> that's a Prince song, I think. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, and so that you, so you just you stumbled into this just. For the hell of it. You just yeah. did an audition like you would do an audition for pretty well, much anything. and then I'm, I, the, the show's been on for nearly 10 years. I was the first person wow. in the history of the show to play their own song. Um, wow. Really? Wow. They don't I, let you normally do that or people don't normally you're not, sing you're a song? You're not allowed. Ways? And I went for the audition and they said, you're not allowed. And I said, well, I'll go home then. And I did that until the live shows. And what there was got there, me through. Okay. What is there about you? I have no idea. This is the, this is the thing. I had no idea what made me different from anybody else, and I just think it was a mixture of. I'm I'm always polite to people that I'm working with. Always. You I'm, seem like a very nice person to me, sitting across the table. You seem like a delightful person. You seem like the kind of person that's going to say, you know, fuck you to everybody, <laughs> take me or leave me. I think that's the difference between saying fuck you and saying no. It was is was that it right. was like 
I didn't just go, no, I'm not, I'm not doing someone else's song. It was like, please give me the opportunity to do this and I will be able, I promise you, you know, I'll be able to do something with it. I'll, I'll take it and I'll run with it. And for me to say no made them give a little bit more faith in me and, it, you know, it worked. How extraordinary. <laughs> what yeah, an inspirational sort of a story. Apart from the fact that you got sick and had to leave. But the, but the way that's kind of seems to me anyway to have worked for you, and you guys can ask questions as well now. I know everyone's <laughs> dying to find out stuff about this. But it seems to have worked for you. You've got it hugely popular. You have half a million people following you on Twitter now, which is like superstar <laughs> quality. People are following you and tweeting now, yeah. hanging on your every word. It's like whatever time it is in England, they're still hanging and they're watching you. <laughs> On that's the more, show, that's more people that live in some of those states that you went to. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You're right, and it's more people than you ever could have oh, yeah. imagined this you know, re- reaching. It, so what now? What other than the secret that you can't tell us? Ah, I mean, it would be so good to be able to talk about that because that is what you know. That's the next thing. You know, this is like a fragrance. This is the <laughs> <laughs> your own your own clothing line. Yeah, you guessed it. <laughs> no, um, so something great is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that somebody has to finalise and once those things have to be finalised, then those things you can talk about. So, yeah. Dates. Well, we'll have to just keep so watching. I've got dates we'll have to w- and stuff like that, but I will be sure to tell you. Okay, well. well, we'll have to follow you on Twitter now. Oh, yeah. yeah. If anybody go. wants to follow you on Twitter, it's L... At L Spragan. At L Spragan, S-P-R-A-G-G-A-N. That's the one. Okay, at L Spragan. What about playing us a song? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. How about What's, it? Which what song? Give me well, a song. I guess we'll have to make Andrew pick it, shall we? Andrew. Um, why, don't you, why don't we give her a second to check her Twitter to see if somebody has asked oh, her? Oh, okay. That's a good okay. idea. All right. Twitter. Anyone on Twitter right now? Okay. Lou, in the meantime, you got a question? Yes. How long ago did all this happen? Um, it was, I think August was my audition. End of August was my wow. audition. Last year. This is all current events. So oh, that's what I thought. I'm just making, that's amazing. It what was. a great story. So any, anybody, anybody on Twitter asking for a song? Is anybody? Um, please play This One's For You, Butterflies. How would you so like to have this kind of audience where you, <laughs> <laughs> you just, people around the world are suggesting songs to you? Okay, I've got... Um, what, who suggested this? So let's, let's, okay, let's, let's mention Amy that. Porter has requested Butterflies. Holly Louise has requested In a State because the, the microphone wasn't... Oh. Oh. How the hell did that possibly happen? Well, um, we'll put that in. But Amy Porter has requested Butterflies. I haven't played that song in a long time and uh, this is just a, a love song, but a bit, you know, a bit different to a normal love song, I think. Um. When I look into your face there's no more dreaming When I look into your eyes there's no more words Butterflies, long drives and sunset evenings Basically you could knock me off the earth Got a laugh I could catch and a smile that could take over my brain In fact it has, miss you when you're gone and time drags on Who knew people could fall so fast? Cause there's no else I'd rather be, no one else I'd rather see Controlling every part of me, I love skipping a beat every time you speak Cause I must conclude all I see is you I'm done being old me and breaking all the rules Feel you could take me, show me who I could be and just be me with you I want you to know all the good and bad Cause you accept that makes me who I am And no one's ever made me feel this way That's why I wanna tell you every day When I look
Suggested that when you wrote that a while ago. Yeah, that was uh, written in 2010, I think. How old were you? 10 or something then? <laughs> no, I'm 19. I'm 21 now, so yeah, 19 or 18. I think it might have been 18. Might, maybe 18. Okay, and that's about somebody too. That is about somebody too. Somebody different. I fall in love with them every day. Yeah. Who are you in love with today? My new guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that from? I bought it in. Um, um, Los Angeles, so I was there and just thought, no, actually, I bought it in Las Vegas. And um, when I didn't bring my guitar, I got a Gibson. Uh, Gibson gave me a J135, which is like a beautiful, Fancy. nice, I means so nothing to me. I picked it up and said, yeah, this one's nice. <laughs> I'll have that one, please. Um, they can hear you. <laughs> Hello, Gibson, thank you. And I didn't want to bring it out because, you know, Andrew's had a couple of guitars that have been a bit wrecked. Yeah, Andrew got one smashed by Southwest Airlines. Yeah, that's true. Southwest. Mm, exactly. Um, and so I just thought I'd buy one when I was out here and ended up getting a Martin from um, Guitar Center. In Las Vegas. Yeah, but you, we don't have guitar centers. Mm. And that's, they're the best shop. Wow. Really? Well, now we need to cash in on that, right, Lou? It's publicly traded. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it is. It's a good investment. I can't speak to that, though. I've never analyzed the company, so I can't. But it, I do know you can buy stock in it. But now once you get famous like this, you can get endorsements and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. People can pay you to say that Guitar Center rocks. I ended up being in the States and, you know, because when I go home, yeah, I might get some more guitars and things like that. But I literally couldn't last week, like, to, through two uh, two weeks without my guitar, I started freaking out a bit mm. and getting a bit weird because I didn't have anything. It, I've never been without a guitar since I was 10 um, and it just got a bit like I had nothing to do. You get a bit anxious. It was really strange. When did you start playing, Alex? Uh, probably 12. I was 12 or 13. How did you guys start? Andrew, how did you start? How did you guys start? Just pick up. It sounds so easy when you say I started playing at 10 or 12. Yeah, Alex, you, how did you start? Were you saying that that's like saying that everyone can pick up a guitar? I think that's true. I think anyone can. It just <laughs> takes right. a while. Yeah. But uh, not everyone can be good at doing something. It doesn't come naturally, investing or playing a guitar. Or, oh, yeah. Or, but I mean, I started playing guitar when I was 12, so it's not really fair to say that I have some inborn talent at it. I've just done it for a long time. Mm. Um, 
I don't know. It was just something that I wanted to learn. I'd never played an instrument before, but I'd always been in choirs and sung my whole life. And I wanted to have something else to do, I guess, musically. You'd sung your whole life yeah. up to 12. Well, now I sing. Yeah, I'm still singing. But right. when I was a kid, I was in little like church choirs and things like that. And Andrew, how did you pick up a guitar at that point? I was uh, I was playing baseball in high school, and my shoulder gave out. And so when I found out that I wasn't going to play baseball in college, I realized I would need some way to get the girls in college. So I picked up a guitar. <laughs> Smart man. That's a true story. Yeah. That's true, and it's worked out pretty well. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Lucy, how did you actually pick it up? Um, I've always been grossly, grossly jealous of my brother's talents. My brother is good at everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was really good at the guitar. And he was good at everything else. I mean, I had like boxing gloves, rugby boots, golf clubs, you know, <laughs> trying to beat him. And then I got a guitar. And I was like, there you go. <laughs> got ya. What does he do now? He, he makes musical, well, he makes guitars, which, which kind of got one up on me again. <laughs> I can't make them. <laughs> Is he a, he's a guitar, but yes, there's a word Luthier. for that. Luthier. Luthier. But my, actually at the moment, he's a, he's a personal trainer. He's, he put, he's a personal trainer in London that makes guitars. So. But he's like a renaissance wow, man. Yeah. Is he single? Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> One of those. Mystery, got him again. If I was a Renaissance man. Be, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, my stepdad makes violins, so that's oh, where wow. we sort of got it from. I think. What's the name of a person who makes violins? Anybody know that? A violin maker. That's it. Simple. <laughs> There's not a word. For, why is there a word for guitar maker and not a word for violin? That's a good question. Could be a luthier. Yeah, well, yeah it could is, be the is same the thing. Rigid definition of a luthier, a guitar maker. No, I think it's just a stringed instrument maker. I think yeah. so. Out yeah. yeah. of wood. Out of wood. Yeah. Hey, listen. I think I, I've kind of lost track of time here completely because I can't. Everything's gone wrong, including the clock. But I don't know. That's that's wrong because we started at a different time and it's all fucked up. So, <laughs> but I think we've got time for Alex to play one more song, don't we? Yeah, yeah. totally. Okay. Hmm, what should that be? I don't know idea. Let me think. Okay. Well, we should we, we should actually remind everybody that all of the musicians here tonight are playing tonight at the Circle Bar in New Orleans. That's Alex and his band Idol. Idol, right? Who is Lucy's, in the kitchen? Right. Lucy Spragan. In fact, if you want them to join you for the last, we got a condenser mics. They could come in here and make some ruckus. <laughs> sure. You know? they, I think they're. I don't think I want to let them loose like that. <laughs> I don't even know. It might just be banging on our styrofoam cooler. Yeah. But anybody listening to New Orleans, it's Idol, Lucy Spragan, and Andrew Duhon tonight at Circle Bar. And who put all that together? Did you do that? Uh, Idol was no. the, the Alex was the first one to, okay. to make the. You know. Yeah, we got the, the show. I contacted Andrew. Yeah. Put together the rest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you just happened to luck into this tonight then? Yeah, I just came to New Orleans. <laughs> wow. So where are you staying while you're here, Liz? I'm in the apartment below Andrew. Okay. So, yeah. so you're just going to get, so there's a whole bunch of people in New Orleans who don't know who you are going to get lucky tonight and yeah, discover so someone great. <laughs> I'll discover them. That's even better. <laughs> nice. Alex, what have you decided on? I'm going to play a quiet little rainy afternoon song. Take us out.
sister, don't deny me now. I have not lived my years in vain. I have walked through the valley, seen the river rise in the rain. All the I have come to desire my love, oh my love, my Kicking up and the pennant whipping on the wire so loud. I was afraid, I was afraid, but seizing the moment in the heat of the moment, seizing my chance to make it right, to make it right. To make it right, to make amends. Ooh. Ooh. My Some my whole life I believe I will go down I believe I will go down Down To the lowlands now And wait for it to arrive Desire you, my love.
I have not lived my years in vain Wow, that's a pretty intense way to end the show, I have to say. Yeah, sorry about that. I was trying to think of... <laughs> the, Is that your most upbeat song The least got? intense way. Well, the upbeat ones, they take a little bit more than I can do by myself. Okay. That is intense, though. And that, was that about an experience, a confrontation of some I sort? I guess, yeah. Not, not any particular one that I could relate to you, but maybe, okay. a, maybe a sum of past experiences, yeah. Well, that's good. So nothing actually... You didn't confront no. life and death moments? No. Other than just... Only the, in what my we, mind. What we normally do, <laughs> yes. Like this. Yeah, exactly. Well, guys, thank you so much, all of you, for joining us here today on Happy Hour. What a day it's been. Luann Lofton author and investing <laughs> investor expert author of warren buffett invests like a girl and why you should too alex dupree's new album is called elements of the field That's right. is available now lucy spragan's got news she can't tell us anything about <laughs> okay but we're going to find out and ha- have a great time while you're here in new Orleans, and, and we're looking forward to what goes on when you get back in the uk and of course our resident troubadour which i'm not allowed to say because it's a contradiction in terms. Now, happy hour, Trevor. <laughs> I think Andrew it just has Duhon. a double meaning, you know. Oh, you're right. Thank you so much, all of you, for joining us today on Happy Hour. There's links to all these guys on our website. Brian Ruiz put together a whole lot of stuff for us today, including this live broadcast. The producers of our show are Graham DuPonte, Melinda Hall is Trish Kaufman, Anoush Karun, and Elizabeth Fahey, none of whom you've noticed are here today. Isn't that strange, though? One of them's got the flu, one of them's in New York, one of them couldn't make it. And the other person, I think, is working. Suspicious. They heard it was at the dining room instead yeah. of the college. I think that's what come. happened. Nobody wanted to come to my house. Our associate producer and technical director of our show is Chris Kehoe, who's sitting right over there. Our music director is Christian Unruh. Our web designer and link to the real world is the doctor, Cliff Brigden. Our theme song is written, was written and is being played currently right there by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show, drop us a line. Our email address is on our website. Our show was recorded normally live at the Columns Hotel, but today it was recorded live around my dining room table. It's pretty good. Yeah. The tequila. Holy space. Yeah, it's nice. It was nice here, wasn't it? It's very Maybe we'll just stay and like do it, it here. You can check out our other happy hour shows on our website as well as our other shows. Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti live from Commander's Palace Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pagic. True to the Game with Chris True and Tammy Nelson Win-Win. Our show about the New Orleans Vietnamese community with Steve Wynn and Chi Win. And Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Kanata. They're all on our website, itsneworleans.com. Keep up with us by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, sign up for our mailing list and all the other stuff you can do. You can find us on Stitcher, of course, and iTunes. If you're listening to this on either of those, take a moment to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Mitch Foreman on piano, everyone sitting around the table here, and all those back at INO Broadcasting office, thank you so much for joining us, especially if you joined us live also on the web. Bye-bye, everybody. See you next time. I'm Grant Morris on Happy Hour. Bye. 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 Thank you.